What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. Well, hello, and welcome back to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS. Today, we are going to begin a new three-part series on sustainability and recycling, and we have two very special guests with us today to discuss the topic. First is Bethany Sanders, who is a colleague of ours here at GBS. Bethany currently serves as a Print Solutions account executive in our Detroit office and has more than 20 years of sales and account management experience. Also with us today is another one of our valued business partners, Jeff Rio. Jeff comes to us with uh, more than 20 years of experience also as an account executive and account manager in the paper and print industry. And Jeff is also based in the Detroit area as well. So with that, Bethany and Jeff, I want to welcome you to the show and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. So, Jeff, since you are our special guest today, and we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us, if you would just take a moment and tell us and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and and your experience in the industry. Yeah, certainly. Uh, And once again, thank you for for having me uh, on this discussion. I appreciate that. Uh, Our company does as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself, I've been in the paper printing and packaging industry since 1989. I have now been with my current company, uh, Ambrose Solutions and Paper Express, for about the last 20 years. So to just sort of add to that, you know, Ambrose Solutions and Paper Express today are in the midst of a strong initiative as it pertains to sustainability. And as we like to align ourselves with like-minded partners, which GBS is certainly one of them, I'm just honored to be here with you guys today. Well, that's, that's great. And like I said, we're, we're honored to have you and Bethany and um, just looking forward to this discussion and these, these, uh, you know, these three episodes we have planned out to discuss sustainability and recycling and just think it's a really important topic and uh, glad we're able to do it. So, so let's, let's jump into the, to the questions. I thought, you know, it was before we really begin the discussion, I thought it was important to define what we mean when we say sustainability and recycling. I know recycling is probably a, a bit of a no-brainer, I guess, but sustainability, I thought, you know, let's, let's just kind of dis- discuss those and kind of define them so that um, the listeners know where, exactly where we're coming from when we, when we uh, mention those. So if you guys would just kind of define those two terms for us. Well, certainly, I uh, would love to do so. You know, recycling would be... I guess if we looked at recycling in the realm of sustainability, recycling would be just one aspect of what we would define today as sustainability. Obviously, recycling has gone on for years, but I think it goes back to what are the products that are being recycled and what is the life cycle of that process. You know, it is a finite process when we're talking about today's fossil-based items that are being recycled and repurposed. So recycling is simply a repurposing of a product. But if you look at it... um, if you, if you almost picture yourself a circle, fossil-based products that are recycled will complete one circle or maybe two to the point where they're no longer usable. Uh, if we talk about recycling in, in terms of sustainability, sustainability would take products that are less fossil-based to products that 
are more renewable and have life cycles where that circle continues and continues and continues and gives itself five, six, seven lifetimes. Okay. By the end of the lifetime of that product, it even uh, continues on because non-fossil-based products uh, through the recycling process and towards the end of their life cycle emit CO2, which helps, which trees absorb and the atmosphere absorbs, and it allows in the recycling and the regeneration of our forests and our trees. So that so that cycle just continues and continues and continues on. Whereas recycling all by itself does have an end life. Okay. I think Jeff, that's a great that's a that's a great description. Just thinking reuse, recycle, renew. Kind of the three R's in simple terms. Yeah, that no, that's and that's just it. You know, the, the, the part the part of the process that um, some people don't, you know, they talk about it, but they don't know how it works. Would be that renewable part of it. Right. And if we and if and as we move away from fossil based materials, then we can really talk about renewable renewable energy and renewable products that continue that life cycle. Okay, no, that's that's good. That makes a lot of sense, and that that helps me to to understand it as well. So recycling is essentially just a, a it's a piece, it's a part of sustainability. So uh, they're not, yeah, okay, no, that's great. Thank you, I appreciate that, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. So, all right, so now that we kind of have that out of the way, and we we know what we're talking about. I was hoping we could kind of do like a, a brief overview of the kind of the, the sustainability and the recycling movement. And, and, you know, just to ask you guys, you know, when it started, how it kind of came to be and kind of how it's gotten to where it is now today. So if you would just kind of speak on the history of, of sustainability. Certainly. Uh, Bethany, would you like me to, uh, to take the lead on this? Sure. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'd love to do so. You know, I think we talked about this a little bit in the past that, you know, sustainability has sort of redefined itself over the years. If we look back to 20, 30 years ago, the idea of recycling would define at that time what sustainability is. Mm-hmm. As we've learned more and more about fossil, fossil-based fossil products as well, you know, so, sort of think of the first generation of a product. So how is that product made? Is that product recyclable? And what is the life cycle of that product? You know, that sort of starts the beginning stage of what we would have considered sustainability through recycling. As we move forward, we start to start talking about specifically within my arena, which is paper and packaging, would be then to talk about how a product is made. Okay. And in the process of making that product, you know, how sustainable is the making the production process and the carbon footprint involved in making that process and so a lot of attention then was made to that aspect of it and uh, paper mills uh, around the u.s canada and across across the world have taken a a stronger look at how they manufacture and produce the product and if we even move forward from that you know we would talk about responsible forestry and how the different paper mills or packaging mills sustain responsibly forestry and the regeneration of our forests and you know there there are auditing processes in place to make sure that proper procedures are being done in responsible forestry we always say in the paper industry hey paper's good you know for every every tree that's harvested to our planet and so paper is not a bad thing paper is a good thing and it uh, as it it, uh, pertains to 
the recycling and the regeneration of, uh, of our forests. But as we move forward now, sustainability has taken on a little bit of a new definition. And again, going back to talking about moving away from fossil-based products to products that have, you know, a more of a, of a life cycle and that, that move in that circular motion to continue to feed our forests. So, you know, you, you start with a, a base product. But what is that base product? And so today, in the paper and paperboard industry, they are moving towards providing alternative sources and alternative items to what we are familiar with, i.e. glass and plastic, which, again, you know, they're only finite resources for those products, and they only go through a once or, or twice your generation life cycle before, before that's over. Mm-hmm. We move to a non, uh, uh, non-fossil-based product, then we've got a five, six, seven generation and at the end of that life cycle, again, emitting CO2 into the atmosphere, which does nothing but help sustain in, in our atmosphere and uh, healthy growth of, of, of our forests. So sustainability is, is a bit different in the movement that people are discussing today than we would have discussed, say, 20 years ago. If you look at, you know, the 70s, the National Resource Defense Council kind of uh, began, and then in the 80s, Climate change was actually identified as something to look at. And then in the 90s, 30s, countries sort of joined together to take initiative against this. And in the 2000s, organics and farming practices. And to your point, Jeff, um, forestry. And then 2015, the Paris Agreement. So it's just sort of building and building and building. And also, again, Jeff, to your point, this whole idea of life cycle of everything that we're doing. See what's the future. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really good and I think you you both, you know, draw an important distinction between, you know, just recycling something that may have Jeff like you just said a, a you know, once or twice life cycle like with glass or plastic as opposed to something that's non-fossil based and and can be sustained for for multiple years and multiple life cycles. That's really, I think that's really important. And that, that just really struck me as you guys were just discussing that. So I appreciate that. So the, I guess the purpose uh, of this, and I, and I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but, you know, it's, it's kind of intuitive when you think about it, but w- the, the overall purpose of recycling and sustainability, just maybe some of the benefits of that, who benefits from it, if you would, and just kind of talk on that for a bit. No, certainly. Um, Bethany, go right ahead. Well, I was just going to jump in. I mean, Richard, right. It is, you know, there are obvious benefits. Personally, our health, you know, as an individual, and the health of future generations, and the health of the planet. Um, So when you think about sustainability, you almost have to think about the sustainability of the whole planet and our place on the planet. Right. In terms of who benefits and kind of what the purpose is. That's kind of my thought. No, it's good. I think that's, I think that. Basic, but. No, it's, I mean, I think that's great. It certainly is is great. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, and and I think the initiatives that are taking place now are, for lack of better terms, or ironically enough, more sustainable. You know, I I think this initiative today is something that has legs, something that will will last because it has to last. Mm Mm-hmm. We can't go on continuing to do what we do because, again, going back to the fact that fossil-based products are they're, they're finite. They right. can't go on forever. 
And so if we look to future generations, we need to be able to come up with answers that end that particular cycle. And, and the ideas of sustainability overall you know, benefit that outlook. And specifically within the industry that I work, we see that, you know, 89% of consumers out there from the latest poll, you know, really want to buy products, you know, you know eco-conscious uh, products. And they pay attention to the packaging material and the decision-making, you know, in that product being made and what they're using. So, you know, this has legs, this has life, and this mm -hmm. should be something that is no longer just a, a buzzword, but something that lasts. And uh, again, to Brittany's point, or uh, Bethany's point, is the, that it, it has legs, that it lasts, and it's there for future generations. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Great points. So one of the things I was thinking and kind of wondering about, and again, just not 100% sure, so how does sustaining sustainability and recycling, how does that translate, you know, again, Bethany, you mentioned for, across the planet, uh, you know, to save the planet. Do other countries, do they, do they participate in sustainability? Do they have recycling programs? Is this as big of a focus maybe in other, in other areas of the world, in other countries as it is in the United States, or is it maybe bigger in other areas and we just, you know, are, are not aware of it? Jeff, do you, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, actually I do. I, you know, it's all, I almost hesitate to say so, but I, I actually think that uh, there are some European countries that are a little bit more focused and active in sustainability when it comes to paper and packaging than, than what we're doing here in the States. I think okay. we're playing a little bit of catch-up okay. um, in that regard. I'll, I'll give you an example. Is In Sweden and in Finland, there is a particular paper and forestry and packaging mill that we work with called Stora Enzo. They are big into sustainability and providing alternative products to plastics for the consumer industry, uh, for the packaging industry, uh, for flexible packaging. You know, you can take a look sometimes now at uh, a tube of toothpaste that would be made from plastics, resin, that now a fiber paperboard alternative is being used for that packaging. Hmm. Now we just moved from a fossil-based product, right? into a non-fossil-based product, a renewable product that has that circular lifetime that we previously discussed. And so, yeah, so is it all around the world? No, but there are certain countries and certain mills that are certain taking, certainly taking the initiative beyond those sort of original ideas of recycling and sustainability and moving it forward into bringing it to real life into the packaging and the consumables industry. No, that's that's good, and I guess, you know, my, my kind of my thinking or my reasoning for asking that is, you know, you hear a lot of we hear a lot about climate change and global warming and all that, and I know that that's that's looked at from a more I guess more of a worldwide perspective, at least from what I've seen and heard. But I guess when it comes to sustainability and recycling, I just wasn't sure kind of how that how that played out in other areas. So I appreciate you elaborating on that. That's 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 interesting. So. So, and I guess the, the, the next thing, just kind of, again, and kind of trying to get an overall picture of sustainability and recycling and, you know, trying to get our arms around it from a, from a, uh, a long point of view. If there's someone that's, that's out there that's currently not maybe participating in recycling or currently doesn't 
do anything with respect to sustainability. Are there are there ways that maybe individuals or even corporations who, who maybe aren't moving in that direction yet but want to, are there ways, are there resources that they can they can contact to kind of get moving in that direction? Are you guys aware of any that we could let the listeners know about? Education, first and foremost, you know, is important here. You know, in many aspects of life, you, you need to be educated and informed and not, right. not uh, you know, take to heart every bit of information or opinion that you hear out there, but really be diligent in, in educating yourself on real-world examples and, on, and what's going on out there. You know, from a personal standpoint, of course, yes, recycling, and, and, and maybe you move to high-efficiency, uh, you know, uh, air conditioning or heating units or using LED lights. I mean, th- those are all parts that you can play in, but I think, I think being conscious and aware of what is around you, the initiatives that people are taking is important. And then to be a thoughtful consumer within that realm. Mm, yep. You, I think, Jeff, you nailed, the, nailed it there with being a thoughtful consumer because I think thoughtful consumers are kind of starting to drive um, corporations' behavior and co- companies have kind of a, a more of an eye on this than they ever have, I'd say, because consumers seem to. Correct. I think, you know, with the, with the, uh, with, with the, the amount and the sheer number of places we can go for information if you're out there with eyes open it's not hard to see and understand you know what's going on not just here but you know in in other countries and across the world with respect to plastics and resins and and things of that nature things that end up in the in, in the waterways things that end up in our bodies as a result of the number of resins out there in, in, in terms of the manufacturing process of plastics. There's enough information out there to make somebody at least wake up and wonder a little bit. Am I buying something plastic that is biodegradable or is it not biodegradable? And making that educated consumer's decision towards something that is sustainable, something that is biodegradable. There's enough horror stories out there if you're out there and you want to be educated and, and, and hear those stories to, to wake up and, and understand that it is an issue and something that we all in our little corners of the world can take part and participate in to make that change. The only thing I would add to that is there's, a, there's an individual benefit and then there's a benefit, you know, communi- to your community and to globally. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that's, uh, those are really good things, and, and that's, I guess that was kind of my, my thinking and behind that asking the question was um, for someone that really wants to say, you know, what can I do personally, individually to make a difference? And, you know, Jeff, you had touched on the, you know, like LED lights and, you know, those types of things. And, and I know I've done all those things around my house, you know, to kind of be more, not only be more efficient, but hopefully kind of contribute in, in my own personal way. But I think the thing that both of you brought out was the thoughtful consumer aspect of it. And that's something that I, I can't say I've really given a whole lot of thought to in the past, but definitely will now. And I, I believe that a, a lot of companies and 
please, both of you correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of companies will have statements out there on their websites or they'll have positions where they've taken on sustainability if they're participating, right? 90% of companies on the S&P have sustainability reports on what their company's doing. Wow, 90%. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's wow. a big number. It and is. Those are big companies that can have a big impact. But you even see it in very small companies as well, I'm sure, Jeff. I know with our customers, we do, and, and you do. It doesn't matter the size. Companies are making decisions centered on this idea of mm-hmm. sustainability. And again, oh, without that, question, and, and and we can and we can certainly delve. I mean, we could we could talk forever about hmm, the political nature, the lobbyist nature of certain industries, and and how it's always going to be very tough to, to break the habits and the the oh the the need for profitability in terms of certain industries, the sorts of industries that are going to be harder to make that turn from what they're currently doing today. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I always say it's 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 important to be educated. Right. Someone can someone can have a mission statement, but are they standing behind that mission statement? Is it fluff, or is it real? Right. And I think that's that's up to each one of us as a consumer, as someone who wants to see a sustainable future, uh, some a, a a healthy world for the next generation. It's important that they really understand and educate themselves on what's truly going on out there. And again, get beyond the fluff and get to the guts and and get to the details of those who are really trying to make that change. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And and as you both said, you know, the information's out there. So it's it's our responsibility as as consumers to, you know, be responsible and, and do our research and do our homework and and, you know, find out who, who's actually living up to their, to their promises. So I think that's a great point. And I, I appreciate you guys both saying that. So uh, I guess kind of in conclusion and kind of as we wrap up on our, uh, just kind of our overview of sustainability, I'm just wondering what, what you guys see in the future. Is this, and it sounds like, again, I guess we're talking about sustainability, right? So it would be sustainable by by definition, but is it something that you see continuing right. in the future? I mean, is it really, do you, do you see this continuing to grow in maybe other areas, other countries that aren't, like you had mentioned, Jeff, maybe not participating as heavily, maybe jumping in down the road? Is it something you think will be a, will be a, nece- a necessity at some point for, for companies and, and consumers, or do you see it just kind of maybe playing out as it currently is? Do you have any, any thoughts or any ideas on that? Well, I, I guess it would be more of a hope that mm. – Sustainability is not just today's, you know, cause celeb. You know, it's not just today's buzzword. Mm, yeah. It's something that has legs and it's something we're still talking about five, ten, and twenty years. You know, now, now none of us can speak to, you know, what what is going on in, um, in some of the poorer countries of the world and how they are how they are addressing what they're doing or if they're even able to address it. Right. But, you know, we're living in a world of instant communication. And, you know, obviously the hope is, is that that message is spread far and wide and to get some of those other areas of the world to play catch up in that area. And listen, we can still be playing catch up here in the U.S. in, in terms of what we're doing, in terms of our consciousness towards sustainability. You know, it, it's hard, again, to predict what 
other countries are doing or can do simply based on, again, the wealth of a country, the initiative of a country, the ability to even do it. Right. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer. Again, again, it becomes, it becomes a hope that, you know, it is, it is a growing initiative around the world. Yeah. And it's something that sustains. You know, I think the combination of the attention that global corporations and, and local smaller companies have on this, and if the largest economies in the world continue to focus on it, there's a that we'll see change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm also optimistic, but I think it's for me it's a it's people taking personal responsibility that we talked about and researching and educating. And then really simple as being a consumer that knows what you're buying and why you're buying it and kind of why, how it's made matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's elementary, it, but it's basic, but well, no, way to think about things. Yeah, no, but I, I think it, I think that's really important. And I think a lot of times the, the, the best solutions are kind of right there in, in front of us, and we don't we don't recognize them. And you know, I think the the thoughtful consumer idea is really a, a you know a great takeaway from from this episode. At least it is for me, because I think that you know again people you know we do have the ability to affect change. We we do as individuals, and and the way and where we spend our, our our dollars and who we support. So I think that all plays into this, and I think you guys have both done a a very good job of of kind of explaining that and making it understandable to everybody. So really, really appreciate that. And, you know, again, this, this is our, our kind of our, our, our initial episode on sustainability. We wanted to just present like an overview and a history of, of it and kind of bring everybody, I guess, up to speed on where we are now and, and kind of how we got here. And then we're, you know, looking forward to bringing both Jeff and Bethany back in some future episodes to kind of dig a little bit deeper into to some of these areas that we just touched on today. So, but uh, guys, you know, I really appreciate you, you doing this and taking the time to do it. Is there anything else that we didn't mention or that I didn't ask you that you would like to mention to the listeners before we sign off? Well, I think something I would like to just uh, maybe say uh, in closing, in, because it does relate to what, what we're doing as a company and, and our industry here at Ambrose Solutions and Paper Express, as well as the uh, industry served for GBS and CMS, is you know the idea and the thought and the confirmation today that paper is not dead. For years, we've, we've heard mm. that through the advent of technology and electronics that paper is finding its way out. Well, paper is making a resurgence because paper now becomes that alternative to fossil-based products. And so you know, I think I, what we're seeing now is the resurgence of the need of properly sustained, properly manufactured, purpose-driven paper, paperboard, fiberboard, and packaging. I think, that's, I think that's very well said. That's a great point. Yeah, and <clears throat> Jeff, you know, we actually got into this with on one of our other episodes um, with our doc imaging people. And I remember him saying, and I don't know the exact number, you, you may know it, but 93 or 94% of, some, of all information is still kept on paper. So it was something along those lines. It was in the 90s, and it just kind of blew me away when he, when he said that. And because, again, you kind of think, like, we've been 
programmed to think that paper is bad and, you know, don't print anything and don't put anything on paper and keep everything digital. And, and, you know, to your point, that's, that's not, that's not always the case. So I think that's a great, I think that's a great takeaway. I appreciate you, you adding that in to the discussion. No, absolutely. There's still a large percent of people who want something that's tactile, something that they can touch. Right. Uh, Some people still want to read, you know, hold and read a book. (laughs) People out there that don't. uh, Absolutely. People that don't don't necessarily trust electronics or the internet. Yeah. Or the potential for hacking or the potential for misplaced information. Right. You have a statement. You have a bill. You have a receipt. You have information from your insurance provider. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is tactile. That's there. It's in your files. It's in your hand. It's something you can read. It's something that will not will not go away. Paper's here to stay. Mm. That's all I'll say. No, that's great. That's great. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, again, thank you both for the for your time and your expertise today. Again, looking forward to the upcoming episodes as well to kind of dive a little deeper into uh, these topics. But uh, I think that'll wrap it up for today. So, again, Jeff and and Bethany, thanks for being with us. Really enjoyed the discussion. Oh, my pleasure. Very much my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. You do the same. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jeff. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.